Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you here on Oilers Now. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Royal Pizza. The Ulrich recommendation today... The Hawaiian. Switching it up a bit on Oilers now. All right. You can text us 630-630 for friends at Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are going to uh, hook up with uh, John Paddock out in Regina here very shortly. The Pats uh, were practicing today in preparation for the Memorial Cup. They are the host team. They were knocked out in round one by Swift Current. So a long break for, you know, Regina, but Windsor. Went through something similar last year and did okay. So we'll see what happens here with uh, Regina. We're going to talk to uh, John about some of the in the Oilers' prospects in this tournament, one that's on his team in Cam Hebeg as well. But you can text us 630-630. We'll get to some of those right now until we get uh, John on the line. Thanks for the thoughts on uh, Carolina. Wondering how we get a one-timer right wing for next season. We have needed one for years. Thinking Hoffman, but how your thoughts? Uh, here's the thing. They need one, no doubt about that. Um, I think you would hope that that one-time right wing is either Poli RV or Yamamoto in the future. So, I think right now... You look for a sort of a stopgap veteran-type guy in free agency or a trade. I mean, at the draft, there's all kinds of guys that get, that get traded on the floor. I think of Johansson a couple of years ago going from uh, New Jersey, or last year going from New Jersey, or to New Jersey from Washington. So uh, there are players that will be available for draft picks at the draft. So maybe you get a, a stopgap guy like that at that time. In terms of free agency, there are some names out there. Bob was talking about Kovalchuk earlier. He would instantly become the Oilers' best right winger, but I don't think uh, he's in the cards for the team. I know Vanek might be an option, and I know there is uh, a lot of uh, you know split opinions on Thomas Vanek as a player. But uh, that's a guy that could come in, you know, likely get 50 points and play with the dry settle next season. 
until a Yamamoto or Poliarvi are ready to jump into that role. So I don't think the Oilers are going to go big game hunting for a right winger here, but I do think they will add a veteran at some points through free agency or a trade. Fans always forget the times when they were stupid, hence all the hate for Leon. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin says the Oilers are not trading dry settle. The Oilers are opening the season up in Germany. How would that look? That's another good point. There's no way the Oilers are trading Leon dry settle. And it's mind boggling in my mind that fans keep throwing out his name when it comes to trades. I get he has a big ticket in terms of his contract at 8.5, but still. I think uh, in a few years, that contract is going to look pretty good. And yes, maybe he didn't live up to it last season per se. At times, he looked really good, like the player you would have thought for that uh, dollar term. But keep in mind, there were the uh, issues early in the season. Maybe that threw him off a little bit. He was uh, going from center to wing a little bit, I think. The Oilers next season will likely start dry settle down the middle on the second line, and uh, he'll likely play there most of the season. So maybe that will help his game. And he's still young. He's still getting better. He's still figuring out how to use all his skill and his body. I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, if you trade dry settle, you're going to be regretting that for the next 10 years. So I don't think there's any chance that that's happening. You can text us 630-630. Devin, we're still trying to uh, get a hold of John here. I may text you another number or text uh, the Pat's uh, PR guy and see uh, what's going on uh, just as we try to hook up with uh, John Paddock out of Regina here to talk about the Pats and the Memorial Cup. I'll keep you posted, Devin. I just uh, texted uh, their PR and uh, play-by-play guy, Phil Andrews, a good friend of mine who is uh, formerly, he was formerly my color guy for the Kindersley Clippers way back uh, when. And then he went on to become the voice of the uh, Regina Pats. Are you kidding me, Ulrich? Uh, didn't love to his contract. Look at his body of work this year. Still amazing at 5-on-5. Five five. He's worth every penny. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He was also really good in 5-on-5. Five five. Didn't have the power play numbers. I, I'm not saying I don't think he really lived up to his contract. We got him. We're good. But uh, I know there are fans that sort of see it as, okay, he's making all this money. He needed to improve on the year before, numbers-wise. And maybe he didn't necessarily do that. But, yeah, like you talk about, five on five is really good. I think you find him a winger, a consistent winger that he can play with on the other second line next season. Then we're going to see big things, and we expect a dry settle on the power play as well to improve what should increase his numbers. So I don't get why people keep bringing his name up in trades. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think uh, McDavid and Drysaddle are going to be your number one and number two centers long-term here in Edmonton. All right, we head out to Regina. We're joined uh, by the head coach of the Regina Pats, John Paddock. John, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you very much. Well, thanks for taking some time here. I know it's a busy time as uh, you guys get ready to host the Memorial Cup and uh, you start things on Friday. Um, how exciting is it for you to, uh, you know, ha- as uh, the coach and uh, you're also involved with the organization to be able to host this uh, tournament and how excited are the fans out there in Regina right now? Well, I think everybody's, I know that everybody is super exciting, uh, super excited for me. Um, 
an opportunity in the Memorial Cup uh, is something I never experienced. Uh, I've experienced a lot of things that are special, but I consider it special. I consider it really exciting. And uh, I think the, the fever pitch is just, you know, continuing to grow here. And it's just about here for as far as the city and the organization is concerned. Uh, it's been a bit of an interesting uh, situation for your team. Of course, uh, you were knocked out in round one against uh, Swift Current in seven games, a really tight, uh, close uh, game seven. You lost 3-2 there, so you, who knows, maybe you would have went on and won the WHL championship. Wasn't the case. So you had some time now to sit back and prepare for this tournament. What's it been like for uh, you as the coach? How are you getting the guys ready here? I know you were practicing today, but it's been a little bit of a layoff, so maybe there's some advantages, some disadvantage and all that, but uh, how as a coach do you get your guys up and running here for uh, you know, a round-robin tournament that's a little bit different than a seven-game series? Well, for sure, that's the biggest thing, but that's the same for all teams. The round-robin tournament with only four teams is extremely different, so that's something that nobody is ever, you know, really ready for or can experience unless you've been in the Memorial Cup before yourself. Um, you know, as coaches, we have a variety of, of ideas and what we did and so forth with uh, with practices, so... Um, there was lots of variation. I think our uh, guys are are ready. They worked really hard, and we, uh, you know, we're we're also looking forward to taking advantage of being healthy, of uh, being in better condition because we've been able to practice, and so we're trying to accentuate the positives. Well, you can look at uh, Windsor last year, uh, John. They, of course, uh, hosted the Memorial Cup, and uh, they were knocked out in round one of the playoffs, and they went on to win the thing. So do you look yeah, back like at what they did? Uh, yeah, we, we talked to Rocky Thompson. I mean, I think it's a very similar situation. I think, you know, you don't know how we were going to do if we'd have beaten Swift Current or how Moose Jaw was going to do if they'd beaten us or we beat them. But I think us three teams in Saskatchewan feel that... Uh, we were the top three teams in the league, and I think that there's some evidence to that of the uh, of what uh, of what Swift was able to do. And just because they won in five games over Everett doesn't mean that we are uh, that we were as good as Everett or anything like that. But just overall, um, that's a possibility. So uh, we think we have a good team. We have a good chance. Well, you know Swift Current well. Um, how would you uh, assess the other two teams uh, in this tournament? Well, that's really uh, that's really hard for me to do. Uh, we, we don't know them. Uh, I mean, we've been watching some video, obviously, and stuff like that. But uh, I would say they're, they're obviously top teams. They beat the teams that finish with the most in their leagues, each of them. And uh, so they have to be pretty good. And saying that, I think that it's a a wide open tournament and we're looking forward to participating in Well you guys did bolster your roster around the trade deadline bringing in a Cam Hebig from Saskatoon uh, Oilers prospect of course whoever signed him uh, back in uh, December and he was really good for you guys uh, down the stretch John 32 points in uh, 26 games in the regular season and then he had uh, 6 goals and 2 assists in 7 playoff games so pretty big numbers there what do you like about uh, Cameron as a player? Well he's uh He's a no-maintenance guy who is completely focused in on, and I think they're 1-1-8, one one getting better and winning. So um, 
he fits like a glove in our group. We have some other guys like that, and uh, he just is a top player. He's having a top year. We we saw him quite a bit in the first half of the year. I described him to, or we talked about him as coaches, like he's a possessed a possessed player, and um, he didn't have to do as much with us because um, we had other good players in Saskatoon. So, but uh, the overall possessedness, possessedness that I'm sort of new word uh, is there. Like he's a hungry player who wants to win badly. Yeah, I hear that a lot about him. So it sounds like uh, he's a guy you want in your team, uh, and we'll see if he uh, pans out at the NHL level one day. He'll likely uh, go to the AHL and uh, play for Bakersfield next season. Um, Sam Steele. Another guy we follow closely out here, uh, being a local guy from Sherwood Park, drafted by the Ducks uh, in 2016. Uh, he had 131 points a year ago, John, just 83 points this season. That's still a really good offensive season, uh, but a little bit of a drop-off there compared to 131 points a year ago. Uh, how would you assess his year and uh, maybe his game heading into uh, the uh, Memorial Cup? Uh, I don't think his year was any different uh, at all. Uh, I think he's a superb player who uh, has played a tremendous amount of hockey the last couple of years, training camps of NHL teams, international competition. Um, he's probably, in my opinion, he's still, uh, you know, maybe right neck and neck with Glenn Godden as the best two-way player in our league. And uh, so that basically says it in a nutshell about him. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, those numbers are still really good, so it's not that big of a drop-off, but you just look at it on paper, you're saying, okay, a little bit of a, a down year, but uh, we'll take your word for it. It's still a really good prospect. In a tournament like this, when you have a guy like Sam Steele with that skill, he really can take over any game. That must be a, a, you know, a positive for uh, your group heading into this tournament. Well, for sure. When you have elite players, it uh, doesn't take them uh, a lot to change something or take advantage of something. I think it's interesting in the tournament too, where um, format and so forth. Your your high end players get more of a chance to play a little bit more. Even uh, there's not a seven game series where you're trying to wear out the other team or they're trying to wear out you uh, and so forth. It's one game, so um, I think I guess what I'm saying is the top players on each team uh, will have more opportunity to to be the deciding factor in one game situation. Uh, Josh Mahura, another local guy from St. Albert, was drafted uh, in 2016 by the Anaheim Ducks, another uh, Ducks draft pick there. Uh, he had an outstanding season for your club, John. Uh, 69 points, 22 goals. Uh, compared to uh, just 20 points a year ago, what led to uh, the big uh, offensive outburst uh, for Josh this season? Well, I don't think he was any different. I mean, I don't know what it is. He had more than 20 points if you combine Red Deer and us together. But I think that last year he came, we had we uh, were looking at Josh as a two-year player for us, important, very important two-year player because we were trying to win the Memorial Cup both years. And uh, he came, I wouldn't say he got uh, slighted, but the fact was we had a guy named Connor Hobbs who had 31 or 33 goals last year yeah. uh, on a point in the power play and Adam Brooks who 
finished one point behind Sam in a scoring race on the other point. And so a player as good as Josh was was a second power play guy for us. And, uh, you know, that's that certainly affected the points. But uh, he's a real good player. He's a game changer uh, in his own way. Um, or in a way of the offensive type defenseman of today's game. So uh, he's a big time player for us. Yeah, of course, he had 53 points uh, combined last year, 69 this year uh, for Regina. So uh, a good uh, defenseman for you guys heading into this tournament. Um, John, we really appreciate you taking some time here today. Uh, say hi to Phil Andrews for me. Uh, when I was right. in uh, when I was in uh, Kindersley uh, way back in the day, I was doing play-by-play, and Phil was my color guy for uh, a okay. year. And then, of course, he went on to bigger and better things, and now he's working for you guys. So uh, he's a great guy. I love Phil. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Good luck. Yep. Bye. That's John Paddock, a former NHL head coach as well. Actually, I was going to ask him about his time in Winnipeg, and he must be happy to see uh, the Jets doing so well in uh, the playoffs right now as he was uh, a coach there way back when, but now he's in his uh, fourth season as the head coach of the Regina Pats. It's uh, 149 in Edmonton. Brennan Ulrich, uh, Devin Horn with you here on Oilers Now. Man, it sounds like coaches love Cameron Hebig. Like... You just heard uh, John talk about him. We just had Sam talk about him. He's a guy that uh, has worked for every opportunity along the way. He keeps getting better and better. And uh, it seems like one day he's a guy you would bet on maybe willing his way into the NHL. Still a ways away. He'll likely be in the AHL all of next season. But one day perhaps he could be an NHL player so uh, a good signing by the Edmonton Oilers it looks like uh, we're hearing just raving reports about him from everyone we talk to it's uh, 150 in Edmonton we'll take a time out when we come back we'll get to some more of your text messages we'll get to uh, this day in Oilers history and uh, we'll set up the show for tomorrow as well when you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave there's only one place ProAmSports.ca jerseys, apparel, headwear and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams whether it's the NHL the CFL the NFL MLB or more ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists and if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram you know it's 100% authentic hand signed memorabilia so no matter who you cheer for ProAm Sports has got your guy visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. It's 154 in Edmonton. All Rick in for Stoffer. Devin Horn here helping out today as well. You can text us 630-630. Lots of text messages coming in right now and we are going to get to a bunch of them here. Just tuned in. What's the latest on the assistant coaching update? Well, there's nothing. Um, I've been led to believe uh, the others may wait until next week or late next week or around that time to uh, make uh, an announcement. I don't think anything is going to happen this week. I, that, I could be wrong. I don't know. But that's what I, I've heard. So nothing imminent, I guess. We'll leave it at that. Trading Leon is ridiculous. You're right. The contract in a couple of years is going to look sweet. And so will McDavid, for that matter. Well, yeah. McDavid taking 12.5 is going to be a bargain big time. Um, Based on what he did. Like, we're talking about Matthews here maybe getting 11 or 12. I don't know what it's going to be. But that's based on 
what he's going to do in the future. He's not coming off uh, an MVP season like McDavid was when he signed that $12.5 million. So, And with Drysdale, 8.5 in a few years is going to look good too, I think. I'm 100% sure of that. If I'm wrong, you can uh, you can tell me I'm wrong in a few years. But I, I, I'll stand by that. I'd bet money on the fact that Leon's $8.5 million is going to be a bargain for the Oilers moving forward. Like, he could be a top 10-point producer in the NHL next season, and that contract will look really good. So we'll see what happens. Certain Oilers fans need to back off of Leon and stop putting a bad taste in the mouth of players. Some support would be nice, I'm sure. Fair comments? Haven't been listening today, but I had just seen Rashog's tweet about the Oilers signing a D-man. Does it have legs? Well, yeah, Rashog is uh, dialed in. He's over in Denmark, I'm assuming... uh, he received that information from uh, a very trust-worthy source, so I would assume uh, it's going to happen. And uh, Ryan's very dialed in, and uh, his name is Joel Parson from uh, the SHL, 24-year-old right-shot defenseman. We did talk about him a little bit at the start of the show with Bob. Uh, he's an offensive guy. He's small, but he moves the puck well, and he can shoot the puck. So to me, it looks like... Uh, a good signing. Why not sign a guy like that worth uh, the gamble? Likely won't cost you a ton. We don't know what the terms of the deal are at this point. But to me, why not try to uh, sign a righty with the tools that the Oilers need? And maybe it pushes Bear down to the AHL for the entire season, which is uh, a good uh, idea in my mind, at least Bear starting the season in the minors. I don't think he's NHL ready just yet, but uh, we'll see what he looks like uh, in the preseason. But more depth on the right side is a positive, so I like the signing for the Oilers right now. There was a text here saying, geez, that Chelsea is an angel. I don't know. I don't know where that's coming from, Devin. That was early in the show. I wanted to talk about that. I know I tweeted a picture uh, from uh, an event we had here uh, at the station earlier. And yeah, Chelsea, come, Chelsea Jensen uh, was in it. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Well, how come everyone was on a stool and you were sitting on a chair? <laughs> yes. What was up with that? Well, it was uh, Chris Sheets, uh, Sid Smith, and uh, Chelsea Jensen and I. We were doing uh, a panel questionnaire for uh, some high school kids on radio. So they were uh, asking us all these questions. And yeah, since I was the tallest out of the four, I was stuck with a uh, small chair. Fair enough. Everyone else got bar stools, and I was in this uh, miniature chair. So it looks a little bit funny in the picture that I tweeted. You can check it out on Twitter. But perhaps that's what uh, this texter is talking about. Geez, that Chelsea is an angel. We'll have to dig deeper into that one. Tomorrow on Oilers Now, we'll have uh, Louis DeBrusque on and uh, Mark Spector as well for Horse Racing Alberta. Enjoy Game 3 of the Western Conference tonight. Our Western Conference final tonight is at 7. So that means Reed Wilkins will have an hour of inside sports tonight before we uh, bring you the broadcast of Game 3. Thanks again, Devin. Uh, We'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Afternoon News is up next.